1: This week on Jordan Jesse Go, a man his mustache and a region enveloped in his big strong arms. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, you really sound like you're on the verge of death. You sound like the crypt keeper. Yeah,
2: um, I know. I I, I will be doing some horror puns later. Um <laughs> I haven't really thought of them yet, but I'm going to do them and they're going to be great.
1: It's horrifying. It's really a terrifying situation. Yeah,
2: Are uh, you just prepping I, for not scary farm? <laughs> yeah, God, I wish. Um, no, no, I actually just lost my voice. I feel great. Uh, don't you worry, look good. The audience. Yeah, I look good. Um, You're more flexible than
1: usual. I noticed.
2: Mm-hmm, and smarter too. You're
1: very lithe.
2: Yeah, I did a bunch of math problems really fast.
1: Sinuous.
2: Um, And, uh, but no, I actually, I did uh, for Fuel TV, Fuel TV did these kind of live shows in front of an audience, uh, and I was designated audience warm-up guy.
1: But they forgot to bring you a microphone.
2: Uh, Yeah, it was a situation, and um, anyways, and I kind of thought, you know, you have this idea in your head of the audience warm-up guy, you have... T-shirt gun. Yeah, you have T-shirt gun and just kind of obnoxious, you know, making everyone do a dance contest and, you know, just kind of general adult child. Raping
1: someone after the show.
2: (laughs) Well, I was going to say summer camp counselor behavior. Right. Okay.
1: uh, Fair enough. (laughs) That can be
2: it. Yeah. Um, And. uh, But I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll just I'll try and be clever. I will not speak down to anyone i'll you know just engage the audience on their level i'll be real i'll try and be funny and not obnoxious and not affected uh affected uh but uh turns out uh that they uh think i'm dumb and the best (laughs) way to get across to them is just to yell who wants a (laughs) t-shirt and then throw a t-shirt to who screams the loudest so Mm -hmm. uh i really abandoned my uh my highbrow audience warm-up ethos pretty early on in the game. It just started. Hey, who he wants a T-shirt? Yell, yell real loud and clap, and
1: you know. That reminds me. Why didn't we bring the T-shirt gun on our recent tour?
2: Why did we not? Yeah. Uh, I. I well, I mean, first we of all, we bought
1: that T-shirt gun.
2: You know, it's just the refill cartridges are expensive.
1: They're super the expensive thing, cartridges. Yeah, the, Plus, uh... I keep using them up in my seltzer machine. <laughs> Um, we have a guest with us, Jordan.
2: Yes, we do. My, oh. my voice is not the only thing amazing about this show.
1: <laughs> no, we have uh, the amazingly hilarious and talented uh, comedy writer, uh, performer. Uh, you might know her from television's Mr. Show. Um, from, uh, what else? What are we talking about? We're looking at, uh... A...
2: Uh, the, the popular kind of, uh, uh, a stage presentation, uh, Girls Guitar Club. Girls
1: Guitar Club. And, uh, uh, was
2: the writer of, uh, head writer of the Ellen DeGeneres Ellen Show. Ellen
1: DeGeneres Show, starring Ellen DeGeneres, uh, from television. Uh, Miss Karen Kilgariff. Hello. Did we, any credits? You, we, we didn't, uh...
3: Um, yeah, there's a ton of stuff from the 80s that I did, oh, okay. but... Um we can we'll just talk about it later. Kojak? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you see my Kojak?
2: I, I've seen a few Kojaks.
3: You
1: played yeah. Kojak?
3: Yeah, I was Kojak for you look, a long time. You look better now. Yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, you I actually, be, as you've aged, you've become more beautiful.
3: Thank you so much. <laughs> I think hair has a lot to do with beauty. Right. Mm. And I tried to tell them that.
1: More um, and more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what's great? You know what I like about Karen Kilgariff? There's a lot mm. of things that I like about Karen Kilgariff. Sure. Having her here on the show. Yeah. I, she's an Unlike us, she's an accomplished comedy writer and performer. <laughs> yeah. Um, was
2: kind of my boss for a while.
1: Was kind of your boss for a while. Um, uh, a class act, a cool lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I know is that I, I once saw the girls' mm-hmm. guitar club uh, perform at the San Francisco Sketch Comedy Festival um, oh. uh, quite some time ago, f- I mean five years ago. And, um, 15, and and I know from I know from having had that experience that this is a safe space. For me to make jokes about a former KTVU anchor, Dennis Richmond.
3: Yes, a safe and receiving space. And I, if no one else gets it, I get Do you know that actually, I uh, I think it was probably two years ago, I opened for Greg Barron, or a year, I can't remember, uh, at Cobb's. And my big the comedy first,
1: club in San Francisco yeah
3: San francisco comedy Club it's actually incredibly large because they moved it to
1: yeah, it's in north or? it's in North Beach now, it's just down the block from bimbos oh, yeah.
3: okay it's huge. the inside space is insanely huge, but anyway, um uh, Dennis Richmond had just retired. Um, like, or was retiring that week that I was there. And I found out while well, I was there. So it turned out that my first 10 minutes was all about Dennis Richmond. And people were just like, <laughs> what is she talking about? But I just, I was just obsessive because I've always loved it. He's a news anchor. For and, the local... Yeah, uh,
2: I, 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 Jesse has brought up Dennis Richmond a lot in the past. I think yeah. we even had a Dennis Richmond slideshow at one wow. of our live shows. <laughs> I, I'm still kind of unclear about who he is. He's just uh, this
3: incredibly powerful news anchor that used to deliver the news with total professional sincerity... And he was just strong and a badass.
1: Yeah, and he had a beautiful mustache. uh, Just a beautiful, handsome man. Have you ever seen photographs of him? We did this slideshow. I put together a little montage (laughs) of Dennis Richmond through the years. Um, And have you ever seen any pictures of him reporting in the early 1970s with a beautiful afro
3: yes i uh, saw one where he was rappelling down a building yes yes
1: i saw that one too um,
2: he's that amazing
1: jordan did you know that i'm not the only one who's done a google image search <laughs> for dennis richmond
2: uh i did not know that yeah. and now that i know
1: that i feel bad what's what's magical about dennis richmond is he's a local television host with national gravitas mm, yeah. oh
3: yeah he could have gone to the bigs if he wanted to but he stayed in the, he bay, he area loved the bay area us, yeah he wanted, you know
1: that's why we live so in this, the Bay you know, Area? So this
2: yeah. guy could be on a Good Morning America. He this never would could, do, a good he do Good Morning
3: America. He wouldn't do Good Morning
1: America. This so isn't one that. of your Los Angeles stormy weathers. Yeah. Um, so he's know, kind of
2: like he's, so you
1: guys are saying Jillian
3: Barbary this is, yeah. this is head and shoulders above
2: so this guy's kind of the Fugazi of local news mm-hmm. oh absolutely like he yeah. could sell out if he wanted to
3: he's Talented not going to sell enough.
1: out number one he's not going to sell out the Bay Area number two he's not going to sell out the original 10 o'clock news
3: that's exactly right or that ring that he wears so proudly that giant that ring huge gold ring that
1: huge monstrous he, gold ring because he looks, he's a successful man
3: he's a successful man it looks like that he could be a linebacker for the 49ers if he felt like it because he's got shoulders that fill up the entire screen.
1: Because, Grant, look, so you, you he could he, be a he Jordan. Wants to he have could like be a signature linebacker. if he punches someone. You think? You think
2: that <laughs> the ring is part of that?
1: Like of a, I know
3: it is. It's a okay. signet
1: ring specifically for punching. Yeah, yeah just you know, Jordan like
3: for branding his victims.
1: He look. By the time his he retired, he was he was in his sixties. Um, he may not have had the speed that other San Francisco 49ers linebackers <laughs> had, but he made up for it with wisdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, he was able to Wait, what's anticipate he actually a football
2: player. No,
1: no, no, okay. no. no. I, well, I'm maybe confused. Sure. Yes. It oh, felt okay. like
3: he was. That's the thing. There's that kind of, when you watched him, it wasn't just like, Oh, the boring news. My parents are making me watch. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, look at him.
1: Like, yeah. you know, He's telling me something, you know how, you know how when you're being held by like a defensive tackle, you feel safe. Like nothing could get to you. Like this is, you're in these beautiful giant arms. Um, and you feel like even if someone shot a bullet at you, it would f- just fall to the ground.
2: You know, I've, I've never been held by a football player, but I did get tangled in a kelp bed once. <laughs>
1: similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's similar. It's basically yeah. the same yeah. as a kelp. I kind similar. of recognize
2: that feeling like, oh, that's when I got tangled in that kelp bed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could have.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like an uh, it's sort of like an undertow of wisdom that yes. you feel.
2: and care.
1: Drawing mm-hmm. you into a quiet death of news knowledge like current events information and live reporting
3: because he also seemed very disappointed by the bad news of the bay area mm. when he would talk about carjackings he would talk about kidnappings he he it was kind of like come on you guys let's get it together Is kind of <laughs> right. the feeling that you had gotcha. absolutely you wanted to and do specifically
1: better. like elaine corral really needed to get her act together yeah, I, I mean and specifically that was obvious i mean elaine look Uh, Elaine Corral was a gifted news host, Jordan. I'm not trying to tell you that Elaine Corral was bad at her job.
3: (laughs) No, never. She's clearly a professional. This is a
1: strong, attractive, intelligent woman. But at the end of the day... It's her responsibility to get her act together and just get this thing moving forward because that's what—I mean, it's about expectations, and that's what Dennis expects.
3: I mean, they weren't just reporting the news. They were trying to better society on KTVU. That's what they were doing, really, is saying, this is holding up the mirror. This is what you guys are like.
1: This is what what Dennis Richmond would do. He'd pick up a mirror— He'd put it to Dave McElhattan, the host of the KPIX (laughs) Channel 5 News, and he'd say, Dave McElhattan, look at you. (laughs) You've got a blocky, bald head.
3: Bald as the day is long. How did Mm -hmm. you
1: get on television? You're obviously a radio host.
3: Clearly left over from the late 60s, early
1: 70s. You're an embarrassment to all of us here in the Bay Area, even people in Penal.
3: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Even?
1: <laughs> Penal. I don't understand most of these words. Yeah,
3: we're really leaving you out on this yeah. Dennis Richmond rant.
1: I'm sorry, Jordan. about <laughs> should we just talk about stormy weather? What's that guy called?
2: Uh, there's Dallas rains. I, I, I'm guessing you're alluding to the uh, L.A. weather guys who always pick these intense... I'm guessing pseudonyms. I don't think anybody's I don't name think is actually Dallas No, Rams. Johnny
3: Mountain was born. His Christian name is Johnny Mountain. Wow. Of the uh, Virginia Mountains.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: <okay.
2: laughs> yes.
3: Absolutely. Of the
1: Adirondack
2: Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> it all fits. He
1: is actually a human mountain. A, human. a mountain in human form. Brought to
2: life by some sort of gypsy curse. There's these Ram, amazing Ram,
1: billboards okay. for the Los Angeles uh, news teams that say, like, your, your intelligent, trusted source for news and then it says, like, Pammy, Sal, Jimmy. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what?
2: <laughs> um, this I It's been a while since I've seen these signs, but there was a sign. Uh, there was a, a 10 o'clock newscast in L.A. I think this was on – I think this might – this was back when UPN was still a thing. I oh, think yeah, this was on the sure. UPN affiliate. Nin,
3: like 97 maybe,
2: 95? Uh, yeah, well, it was definitely when I, I, after I had moved to L.A., so I think in the in – the, Oh, your 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 2000's your odds ones, uh, uh, two. Yeah, it's sure. in the odds, all right. Um, and the slogan, uh, the it had a very handsome news anchor and a very bosomy anchoress. Have to, and the slogan was "Get it on news." <laughs> What? The slogan was it was like <laughs> Channel 13 get it on news. In sure. Los
1: Angeles I sometimes wonder if they just pick the news anchors from like uh like beer spokesmodel teams. And like, like obviously the beer I mean, smokes model this teams woman, are ladies, yeah. but the dudes maybe are those kind of guys who they like send to bars with tequila and sure. like a plunger on their head. Yeah,
3: a Johnny Walker read A uh, guy in a kilt, and then they're like, "But you've got something special. Read this paper." So just we're, we're explain just just and to specifically this
1: to you. read this paper about Usher.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or a horse that fell into a ravine. <laughs> You're right. Just read it. The news is a lot like a shot. You need to sell it to the audience. Right. You need to convince them that they need it to have a good time. That's right.
1: What can you do, Jordan? Well, we're having a great time today. I
2: haven't thought of a single horror pun yet to say with my voice. <laughs> Let it stew. Okay. Yeah, you have time.
1: We're okay. gonna we're gonna be pretty soon, we're gonna be living your nightmare.
2: I've watched enough tales from the crypt where I should just have some in my file, but you know what I don't. But
3: he used all those puns. The crypt keeper was just like the puntastic. Mm -hmm. That's not. That's not (laughs) one. (laughs) What if that became popular? Saying puntastic.
2: He was the
1: puntastic. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll be back in just a second uh, with more on Jordan (laughs) Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorn America's Radio Sweetheart.
2: I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective.
1: With us the one, the only hilarious uh, stand-up comic, professional comedy writer, television performer Karen Kolgeraf. Thank you. Karen, you do you get can, to make up a nickname, a nickname you for yourself? To. Oh, really? That's one of the That's the main perk of being on this program.
3: <laughs> um all right, I have to mull that like your horror puns. Yes. i don't have to yeah, mull yeah. it cuz it's important.
1: Work it over. I mean, speaking of things that are important, Jordan. The Hellcat? We we oh, uh,
2: <laughs> sure. Yes. Hellcat. Oh, you've, you've, you've yeah. done
1: mulling. Uh, that, it was done my mulling. Mull. that was okay. my mulling. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it might go until the next segment, and then um, we would introduce I like it. That. That's, that's how kinda,
2: long I mull. That's okay. kind of like that's yeah. kinda rockabilly. It's kind of right. shit-kicking.
3: It could go anywhere around the city. I could take that into any bar, yeah. into any gang. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's best in a gang.
3: Yes, absolutely. Oh.
1: You're the Hellcat.
3: Hi, I'm the Hellcat. Uh, do you have any guns? I you can could <laughs> <or> trade.
1: <laughs> you could even probably join... A gang of fellows. If you needed to, <laughs> That'd be Or the cool. name like that, yeah, <laughs> like Chewy and the Hellcat. That's the that's the deadliest part of uh, MS13, the world's most dangerous gang. Yeah, well, you have a switchblade.
3: <laughs> I hide them in my hair. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Teresa... Oh,
2: God, you know, I'm sorry. I don't want I I I don't wanna go back too far, especially because it's something I don't know anything about. Okay. One last Dennis Richmond awesome. question. Yes, <laughs> uh, Karen, growing up watching Dennis Richmond. Uh, uh, when you, when you became, uh, when you started maturing, was a Dennis Richmond crush ever anything that entered into it? That
3: was the whole thing for me. Okay. That was absolutely beginning, middle, and end. But also, uh, he, it was kind of like a crush, but then. Uh, as you were saying it's it, there's also this kind of it feels like he's only talking to you so it's that yeah. kind of you start to be a crazy stalker in that way where it's like you turn on the TV because Dennis Richmond's going to tell you something because he stares oh, right sure. you just have he to see him he like stares a, into he, the camera his
1: mustache kind of shoots lasers into your insides
3: yes like and he's, you think maybe, your most
1: important part maybe you're wondering
2: <laughs> what college you should go to and you're like oh maybe Dennis Richmond will tell me in this broadcast
3: click and then if he says if he happens to say you know San Jose and that, then you're like like well, there's my message. All yeah. of a
1: sudden, you're he. What he's saying, you're decoding. He's talking about Campbell. Yes. He's talking about Los Gatos. Mm-hmm. He's talking about uh, Fremont, Coma. Um, <laughs> he's talking about Concord. Top of, the,
3: top of the Hill, Daily City. Top of the
1: Hill, <laughs> Daily City. <laughs> this is like strictly
3: Bay Area podcast. I shouldn't, yeah, I should have, brought right I shouldn't now.
1: have brought it up. Did we ever talked about the time I went to the um, uh, I went to the House Rabbit Society? In the East Bay, in, in the Bay Area, there's been a lot of rabbit talk. <laughs> I one time I went to the my my wife was thinking of a special thing to do for me for my birthday. Um, this was when we were when I was still living in the city, so that that would be you know five or six years ago. And um, I you don't know this about me, Karen, but I really love <laughs> bunny rabbits, especially oh. really cute bunny rabbits. I used to have some bunny rabbits when I was a little kid, and um, I don't anymore. Now I have a doggy, but um, I still love bunnies. I have my own bunny calendar. Um, oh. I just love them. I love flop bunnies, pointy ear bunnies, little bunnies, giant bunnies, just any kind of hopping. Whatever you can get. Not shutting
2: up about bunnies. Sure. Hopping like, bunny like
1: and that. and one time my wife uh, my wife decided to bring me to the house rabbit society. Uh, which is in the East Bay it's a it's a little bay area chapter of the House Rabbit Society i believe amy sedaris is very active in the house rabbit society oh. um and it's basically you know people it's sort of like a rescue organization specifically for bunnies and uh it was in richmond which is in the east bay <laughs> a lovely town A beautiful very town very gorgeous and it's there's really this kind of uh, like um Like I, you know, when I, when I was growing up, you know, it was a, my neighborhood was a tough neighborhood, but there's a, there's a difference between a kind of like, um, uh, like a kind of like slightly scary sort of like immigrant neighborhood where it's sort of like, sure, there's a lot of like scary cholos, but there's also like a lot of cute babies (laughs) Um, and it's are,
3: mostly your problem, yeah. <laughs> the fear
1: issue. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. I had I had some experiences that would contradict that, but like you know, like there's a lot of different stuff going on. Sure. Um. And and I've I'm cool with that. Like I'm fine with that. But um, when we were driving to Richmond through Richmond to get to the House Rabbit Society, I literally unconsciously lock the doors of the car. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there's this weird kind of like and it's uh there's there's uh there's kind of hood places in LA that make me feel this way. There's this weird kind of distance between the sadnesses that's just filled with broken dreams, (laughs) and glass. That is really yeah, like broken dreams (laughs) and broken glass. That's really scary. And a dog eating out of the garbage. Like when there's just not like when the only people that are on the street like just have that kind of desperate glint in their eyes.
3: Okay, we actually did a speech meet in Richmond. We would it was like one of the schools we competed with. From and Petaluma, the town I grew up in, is like this little farm town, very, you know, very innocent, very green. And uh, we'd go to Richmond and literally they told us we weren't allowed to go near the fence. <laughs> um, I swear to God, because we were like it was a Saturday at a high school.
1: It's like being in a prison.
3: Yeah, they were like, do not go to the outer realms of this high school. Like, it was stay, like when you're when you're visiting
1: when you're visiting a prison, you don't want to go too close to the bars in case somebody reaches out.
3: Exactly. And they had they, a kid actually got jumped at this high school at a speech meet, so then they had to take you know <laughs> precautions. But on the way home, this was one of the most incredible things I'd ever seen because everyone's just like staring around, like what what are we looking at? And it's really it's tragic, of course. Uh, but I was in a some kind of a weird minivan where my bench seat faced the side window, so I was watching the sidewalk as you know there's like eight other <coughs> high school kids are in this van with us and a mom driving, and I look up. The sidewalk and I see this really fat woman in a house dress and she's kind of squatting oddly so I'm like kind of staring at her as everyone's talking around me and slowly the house dress comes up and she's squatting and she's taking a shit on the sidewalk and I was pointing and screaming but I couldn't say anything (laughs) because I could it was she was facing the cars it wasn't like she'd found a you know a corner to go to it was kind of
2: She 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 did not maybe Think that she was secluded, but you just happened to be driving by. She or just it was an act of,
3: of rebellion. Gotcha. I don't know what she was doing, but I I all I could do was scream, and the the mother driving the car was like, "What is wrong?" Like it was caused a huge thing, and I couldn't explain it because of course <laughs> then I was like, "That woman, she just went to the bathroom on the street," and they're like, "Karen," and it's like, oh, "Oh my God!" It was.
1: It, it's it's a really like it's really something else. I mean, there's something about the kind of. Um, like, when it comes to kind of ghetto shit, like, the part where it's sort of also sort of suburban and everything's a little bit too far from everything else, and everything feels, like, nightmarishly alienated from everything else, and uh, it's a very, very strange place to have a house full of bunny rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, some blood- ladies who love bunny rabbits, like, at the door, like, oh, hello, would you like to visit the buns? And um, so that was like that was like my main take. Like I loved visiting the bunny rabbits, and uh, they were hopping around. It was just hilarious.
3: That's probably the one town they can't get along on their own though. They need it the most (laughs) in Richmond. Like if they ever needed to be in a house, it's in Richmond, I would
1: say. Someone might just shit on them. Yes. which is really dangerous news okay so i didn't i didn't intend to just talk about bunny rabbits today jordan i meant to talk about number one bunny rabbits and number two something that came up on the show a couple weeks ago that we never gave the breathing room it deserved i feel like we never we never explicated this poem um we just offhandedly mentioned that a uh, celebrity extreme sports athlete had punched you in the face.
2: Yes. Uh, it might have just been on the web chat, too. We might have not even have brought it up on the podcast. I don't know.
1: You you we, were, however, punched in the face.
2: Yes, I know. That does not change the fact that I was punched in the face recently, and I, uh, I've kind of had some time to process it, uh, you know, Really, just unpack what it means to have been punched in the face recently. Let's Did talk. Didn't
3: I see you the day after? Or just, what, yeah, was you it saw me day very
2: after? recently. I yeah. think I was. I think I was maybe even a little bit bruised. Yeah, from you still, it still had a black
3: eye and and kind of a dazed look in your. In your yeah, face. yeah,
1: yeah. And I was crying.
3: Oh right, yeah, so, you're crying in the corner. Were, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so I have a. I was since let's first of all for folks who it came up on the forums um, and I think in the web chat. I'm not sure how much of it we described <sighs> yeah. on the show. So. We should say what was the context for you. This is not a bar fight.
2: No, 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 no. Um, this was uh, this was a goof gone awry. Okay. I think you could call it. Um, anyway, so I was at a a celebrity golf tournament for uh, my job at Fuel. Um, in a big, there's a big uh, extreme sports contingent at this uh, celebrity golf tournament. <laughs> they love golf. Yes. You know what they do? They really do. They're all these, like, yeah, they're these, uh, every action sports guy is a millionaire that lives in Orange County.
0: Right. Uh, so, uh,
2: yes, they love golf and, uh, like dune buggies. Sure. So, uh, anyways, um. And claim jumpers. Yes. Mm, good garlic Shame bread. restaurant <laughs> claim jumpers. God, that is good garlic bread, yeah. though, at that claim jumper. It's really good. Um, and anyways, so, uh, uh. Celebrity golf tournament. I thought kind of a funny angle to this uh, piece on this golf tournament would be having a more uh, low rent celebrity competition. Uh, so I was, you know, playing rock scissors paper with people, uh, and uh, and thumb war, which is where the punching will occur. Um, anyway, so that was, we're all having a good time. We're playing rock scissors paper, uh, and I get to uh, um, uh, motocross professional and uh star of mtv's nitro circus uh travis pastrana um and and he's been a a a motocross guy for a long time and and recently he has this uh mtv show which is kind of uh jackass but with more car crashes sure there's a lot of you know there's a lot of just general duty around but then they will crash a car Um, even
3: more extreme than jackass they they take
2: it even further yes 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 uh, exactly um uh, anyways, so I said, "Would you like to play Celebrity Thumb War with me?" He says, "Of course." Uh, we hold hands, one, two, three, four, uh, and then he uh, takes our clasped hands and socks me in the face. Um, bloody nose, a little bruising, uh, and I, I, uh, I just recoiled. And he, kind of after the camera was off, kind of came up to me and it was like. Oh my God! You know, I, I didn't mean to hit you that hard. Um, uh, he was a little drunk, probably. Uh, sure. It was eleven. There was, uh, I think, every golf cart at this thing had a big cooler of beer in the back. Um,
1: I mean, if you're gonna, if you're talking about a motocross guy, <laughs> if it's eleven a.m., they're definitely drunk. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's what they do. And um, that motocross
2: and,
3: and- those
1: two
2: things. <laughs> You know, and I, 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 the guy's, you know, been nice to me in the past and has been nice since. So I I don't, I'm not, you know, I wasn't too mad, but um, it has it, led me to, to to realize a lot of stuff about myself. Wait, I,
1: I, I have a question yes. for you. When you got, because we've talked before about the time that I got randomly punched in the face as yes. a surprise. <laughs> I was once randomly put by a passerby on the street. Oh. Um i cried like a fucking bitch like i just cried and cried and i'm pretty sure i mean i was like 12 or something like that at the time Mm -hmm. um but i'm pretty sure that now if that happened i would just cry like a bitch like there's no i don't so i want to know did you cry in any way
2: here was here was kind of what went through my head um
3: and also did you win
2: Oh, the thumb war? Yeah. Oh, the thumb war stopped after I I was punched. We did not. We did not. Yeah. Not worth it.
1: Uh, That was unclear. You should have clarified (laughs) that. I'm
2: sorry. Um. So I, uh, when I kind of tell this story, uh, to a dude, the dude reaction was, "Oh my god, I would have fucking killed that guy. I would have fucking killed that guy. I would have gone nuts." And
1: uh, you can see. I mean, you just heard that from me.
2: Right. Yeah. That's a dude reaction. Never. Never once did that enter my head, and I feel so bad because it's these guys' gut reaction to hearing this story at never once did uh did my fight response kick in pure flight, pure flight response, and even the crying there was this little you know second and a half where I thought maybe crying was uh was gonna be part of it, but then this other part kicked in that said. That's gonna waste time. You should get away. <laughs>
0: like,
2: the crying will take up too much time. Like just, just leave. Like the, the, the urge to just, to just run and maybe uh, dig a burrow
1: of some kind. Sure. Uh, you know. Get under a bed. To grow a mustache. Getting a, do- <laughs> get a door. And change get my in a name. a door frame.
3: Yeah. For the safest
1: place. But yeah. I think
3: that's based on experience because being at Fuel for so long, you've been around all those extreme. A sportsman, and you know of all the sportsmen those motocross guys are the craziest in my opinion yes. and I and I do have experience mm-hmm. because my husband is a freelance uh, cameraman for fuel and editor so I've had to listen to Jordan say the same sentence over and over all day long at times you're welcome uh, sure I love it and uh, yeah, those the motocross guys don't seem to... <laughs> like if you're, a, 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 I think, a skateboarder, you're kind of like, I want to get out of the house because my parents are fighting, so I'm going to go skateboard yeah, in front of the sure. Civic Center. And then if you're a snowboarder, <laughs> it's like you got good at skateboarding or you have a lot of money so you can go skiing and then you snowboard or whatever and you just drink and spit stuff in people's faces. But the motocross guys, especially now, like those things they do jumps off of and the stuff that they actually do... They're insane. They're this not, is, they're not this okay. This is
1: stupid. Yeah. It's gotten to the point where it's just like, oh, fuck you. A death, death wish, I a think. It's a total death wish, to and uh... they
3: just are kind of living life. Like, when, yeah, when am I going to die? Is it now Then I'm going to punch this guy in the face?
0: I right. was
1: watching yeah, yeah. a television commercial. I usually steal my televisions from the internet, but I, was, I saw a television commercial when I was flying on JetBlue yesterday or the day before, and uh, it featured a, a, a motorcycle trick guy whose uh, deal was uh, just because he lost both his legs didn't mean he wasn't going to do what he loved, which apparently was shit that will almost certainly lead to you losing your legs. Yes. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I wonder if this is something that I should be embarrassed about. Like, should I cultivate... My fight response. I wonder. Like, I,
1: you know what? Here's the thing. Like, I I'm thinking back to like the times when uh, I got into situations where uh, one could potentially get into a fight. Like, um, like <coughs> times. You know, those kind of times when it's like, you know, some dude that's like a, a year or two older than you comes up and it's like pocket check, bitch. You know it's just something that someone says when they're jumping you. Okay.
3: You did live in a tough neighborhood.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did a little bit. I mean, it's it, I was also went to private school, so that's why I grew up so uh uh effete. But um <laughs> And conflicted. Yeah. But um uh I never not one time have ever had the slightest flicker through my mind even as a even as a guy who's six foot three inches tall, weighs two hundred and five pounds, two hundred and ten pounds maybe, like I cannot on two am- inch
2: fingernails.
1: I've got two inch <laughs> fingernails, um, I've got uh I've got sharpened elbows. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm I'm was one of the stars of Ong Bok, the Thai Warrior.
3: Oh, that was you. Yeah,
1: that was me. Oh, that was awesome. You didn't know that, I wasn't I? Amazing. It. Yeah,
3: really. And those those shots that were like all one shot, no editing. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Uh, thank you very much. Well, you actually,
2: looked very you Thai in that. Very Thai. Yeah.
1: It's it's make it's a combination of makeup and CGI. They what well, the thing is is um, obviously Thai kickboxing or Muay Thai is uh, a traditionally a Thai sport. But since I'm the greatest in the world at it, they wanted to use me. I mean, sure. it's just head and ch- I'm head and shoulders above the rest of the Muay Thai community. Right. So they decided that rather than p- put a white guy as the star, because they thought that would be awkward they would use a combination of makeup and CGI to alter the appearance of my race um, so that I would be able to execute the stunts, uh, the various kicks, flips, jumps,
2: elephant punches.
1: Um, You did take
3: that elephant down that one time. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, thank you. No, it was really it. It felt good too, because it sort of made me think. um, (laughs) It made me think that I was the world's world's most powerful creature. I guess I would say like the the most the deadliest beast. In the deadliest catch the deadliest cat. I, I was the deadliest catch.
3: I have to say that um, Jordan's coughing is starting to sound like a commentary to me. You know like when people <laughs> are doing a set or something yeah. and someone's like coughing like filling Bullshit. in the space. <laughs> it's like in the background there's just a cough.
0: Stop saying that. <clears throat> okay.
1: Um, I don't think I have ever the idea of fighting someone rather yeah. than crying or running or some combination of the two. Uh, has well, if ever you,
3: if you want to develop your fight response, you're going to have to get punched a lot more. Yeah, so no, I guess that's, so. Yeah. that's really going to be a part of it if you didn't enjoy it that first time or that yeah. other time.
1: I knew a guy named Paul when I was in high school and Paul was a, a pretty ripped dude. He was at my high school. I went to arts high school in San Francisco at my high school. There were no sports teams. So um, people were allowed to go to a different school to be on a sports team.
3: Did you um, go to that art high school?
1: Yes, okay. School of the Arts. Sure. And, um, <laughs> I and, call it art high school. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Well, that's what people in the know call it. Sure. Um, and uh, so, so only a few people would do this because obviously it was a huge hassle to like go to a whole other high school for practices for some sport with some people that you don't know because they go to a different high school and et cetera, et cetera. But Paul was really into wrestling, and he was on the wrestling team at a different high school. Gay. and super, yeah. super ripped, and he yeah, wanted to be a, wrestler a fireman. Who
2: also splits his time between wrestling and arts high school. Mm-hmm. You
1: know. Okay, that's... You're,
3: just, you're just trying to roll around with guys. Yeah.
1: Um, and he and then, he uh, boxed. Write a one-man show about it. Paul boxed. Um, Paul boxed at the uh, in the golden gloves. Uh, even you know, even Amateur high school um, uh, fighting or whatever. And what what he told me one time with absolute convic- conviction was the first one hurts and then after that it doesn't hurt. Hmm. And I don't think so. that's
3: gay. Yeah, so that's such that's, a gay is that attitude about that 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 boxing. That's what a gay dude would yeah. say
1: about boxing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah i'm I'm
3: just, so I'm
1: does that worried. apply to gay dudes? Are gay dudes just super good in fights mm. because it only hurts the first punch if if you're gay?
3: Well, I am the gay dude spokes person yeah, yeah. And, Right. Um,
1: as an as an elected representative of the gay community
3: yes, um which I am proud to be and uh and now I can't remember what the official statement is supposed to be on this, but I think, yeah, as gay people uh love boxing and love being hit in the face, right. They love it.
1: Gotcha, so Paul, as a gay, so I think the problem is that the two of us are straight. It sounds like oh, yeah,
3: right, maybe that's it. This kind of proves do us- you okay.
1: wait was, so was this motocross guy coming on to me then
3: i I think he wanted to kiss wow. you really badly, mm. and he, he knew he couldn't
1: they call yeah. that the deadliest kiss
2: uh,
3: okay.
1: in motocross gotcha gay motocross man,
2: I mean, I don't think I would have wanted to have sex with him, but I mean I would have made out with him a little bit to just maybe like see his yacht and stuff.
1: Yeah, he's, to, he has his own yacht.
2: I bet he's got I bet he goes on a lot of cool trips.
1: Uh huh.
2: So I would have just said, Well, yeah, I'm a gay dude, but I'm saving myself for marriage. Right. But I still want to go on a lot of trips with you. You
3: would have lied? Because well, as the gay spokesman, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to tell them that.
2: Oh that, no, that I mean you... I I mean it's it's not an option anymore. Oh, I think I, see. I probably blew it. <laughs> right. Uh but I mean yeah, I might have lied. Sure.
3: All right. Well,
1: He's trying to go to Barbados, which I think as a gay spokesman you can understand.
3: I can, absolutely. Yeah. I just mean I have to report it. I just want you to know.
1: Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Karen, let me uh, ask you this question. But if any
2: just any if any gay dudes want to take me to carnival, you're going? Yeah. Yeah. Karen, it's
3: understandable. You're
1: you your, your married uh, to a fella. Sure. Um <laughs> and and I'm sure that in in your time you've seen different fellas <laughs> that you thought were cool and sexy or... I've been around. ...fun and attractive. Sure. Um, <laughs> is it of interest to you that a dude would do something other than cry and run away yeah. if someone punched him?
3: I have to <clears throat> be honest uh, as my own spokesperson right now. Uh, one of the sexiest things I've ever seen was I was in a bar with our friend Kevin Sesha and our other friend, I don't know if you know, Lisa Langang. We were up at Bumbershoot. It was a big... All the kids were there uh, to watch their music and watch their comedy and do their comedy And we were in a bar that was packed and we were trying to get out and this really drunk guy got in Lisa's face And apparently wanted to get booked at Largo because you know back then (laughs) and he was really hammered And he got in her face and he called her something horrible. It was like, I can't remember what
2: listen It's a mix of sketch
0: folk music (laughs)
3: Listen, it can't be the same 10 people all the time. Whatever he said, it was just really, really offensive. And I, it went her, me, Kevin. And as I watched this drunk guy, like, just, like, you know try to lift his super drunk arm and point in her face and the whole thing kevin came over both of our shoulders and punched the guy it it was like he was doing it like a flying punch his hand came down across his face it was awesome it was one of the the, greatest things i've ever seen
1: that's called the leopard's punch
3: (laughs) it was really uh it was sexy it was like powerful somebody was standing up for somebody else it was like because you don't see that i know i wouldn't I I was just standing there watching it happen. I wasn't even saying, like, shut up. I was just kind of witnessing and being one of those people. And Kevin was, like, all action. And then we ran out the back door because the the bouncers came after him. And once we got to the street, we were, like, laughing. Like, it was just the greatest experience. Like you
2: just set off some illegal fireworks.
3: Kind of. I mean, (laughs) I'm saying there can be an upside to to physical fighting for somebody that doesn't have to do
2: it or (laughs) receive it. And that's, you know, that's a little – it's a little – disheartening because i i i you know if if i am in a situation with a lady and someone is hassling my lady i would like to think i would do something but at at this point i feel like my reaction would be we can stay with my mom for a few weeks (laughs) (laughs)
0: like
2: i would just it's fine she has a guest room let's just leave this guy seems like he might try and track us down yeah so yeah, I I I I I would like You're anyway. a
3: realist. You're like a realist and you sure. just you want to deal a with practical the problem.
2: Solution. Jordan, right.
1: didn't you didn't you do like a number of years of karate? No, yeah, at I, some did. Point I, in your I did.
2: I did uh, I did do do karate uh I think from from maybe 6th grade to ninth grade.
1: So did you, um, didn't you learn any yeah, cool punches? Yeah, you
2: use that. No, yeah, I, I, could, I could... I mean, uh,
1: everybody knows karate's no, no match for Muay Thai, Thai no. kickboxing. No, but,
2: especially if you're the greatest in
3: the world. Right. But, I didn't
1: learn how to subdue an elephant with a single punch to the head. That um, was going to
3: come in 10th grade.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, exactly. You quit too soon. He
3: I'm only like,
1: made oh, it to brown belt.
2: Yeah. I'm over this. I'm into drama club now. <laughs> in your face, karate. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I did do some karate and I think I retained some of it. it and actually really good for me growing up. I would definitely recommend karate to a kid. I, uh, I was kind of a, uh, yeah, I definitely, I was, I was definitely kind of a, a, a meek chubby growing up. And, uh, I think karate helped me be a, you know, slimmer, slightly more confident.
1: Did you have to do a lot of, here's something that I was, I, I was thinking about when I was trying to think of how to exercise myself. Because I I was, like, getting, I was getting husky. Esker,
3: exercise yourself. <laughs> I,
1: I was getting husky, and I was thinking, you know, like, I, I, I eat a reasonable diet, so I didn't want to change that that much. And I was like, oh, shit, that means I have to exercise. Mm. And uh, I hate exercising on, like, a, you know, I just can't bear a elliptical machine or, like, a running in a line. I just so boring to me. And so I thought, oh, I ended up in basketball class, but oh, for a while there I was considering taekwondo. But I... I was thinking. I, I think that I'm worried that if I did that, I would just have to do a lot of push-ups.
2: Yeah, that it would be. Though maybe the class would be 30% high kicks
1: and 70%, 70% push-ups. Yeah. And I literally cannot do a push-up. Like I have. Like maybe I could do. I like if I was doing proper push-ups, like your gym te- teacher would make you do. I really and truly think I could do two or maybe three push-ups. Yeah. Um, and I've never been different for me. Like, I want to be clear here. It's not like I let myself go and got to this point. I've never been able to do more than that number of actual proper push-ups.
3: So when you took down the elephant, it was with your legs?
1: No, no you used chi. Oh, oh. It's Tai Chi.
3: Just all energy. Tai
1: Chi. Haven't you ever heard of Tai Chi? (laughs) I (laughs) have. Ideally, you don't touch the elephant.
3: Wow. Yeah, yeah, You power him down with your energy and force.
1: Yeah. It flows through various pathways in your body. It's a a long story. It's too complicated for me to explain to... Uh, frankly, you. Oh, but um, at, the, at the end of the day, what you're looking at is a sort of force blast.
2: Oh, also you could uh, <laughs> poke him in the eye with your boner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's something. That'll yeah. get him. Yeah. When, <laughs> when, when you when they when they give you the the second degree black belt, mm-hmm. um, it, part of getting that black belt is you get a really amazing boner.
2: Well, of course. Like they tie a... the belt around <laughs> yeah. the boner. So yeah. you have a belt around your waist and then one That's why your... the
1: first degree is around the waist. Right. The second degree is around your boner. It cuts
3: off the blood circulation. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah.
1: Exactly. But it leaves the chi circulation.
3: Right. <laughs> Best
0: ever. <laughs>
1: Um we'll be back in just a second. Jordan Jesse go. It's Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
0: The Hellcat.
1: Karen Koger. <laughs> people have forgotten by now Do you, don't you like how I, I'm, I'm really enthusiastic about the fact that despite the fact that this is a podcast not a radio program we're good about doing resets. Absolutely. We try sure. and reset it. Yeah. Cuz people have spaced out. They absolutely. don't want to listen carefully to this thing. In
3: this day and age, this yeah. this amount of time is way too long.
2: I think we're we also maybe kind of still clinging to the possibility that there might be a little commercial in there one day.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> maybe. So, okay, wait. I have a th- I have something to say about in this day and age. This is something I had not I had forgotten it had happened and not planned to bring up on this show, but you saying that made me think of it. Uh we, we went on tour. We did our shows in uh, Philadelphia and New York City. Yes. Had a great time. Sure. Um after that I went to uh Trenton, New Jersey, uh where two of my wife's uh, closest college friends live and they just had a baby. And the baby is uh, 5 weeks old, beautiful baby. I mean, you know, babies is beautiful, you know. It's a lovely animal. And um mm-hmm. And so we were hanging out with uh, the mom and the baby, uh, my wife's friend uh, Rachel, who actually was on a very early episode of Jordan Jesse Go talking about Sex in the City. You may okay. recall. Um,
3: Rachel Cantu.
1: Yes, it's Rachel Cantu. Okay, good. And
3: we're Facebook friends. Okay, sorry. <laughs>
1: cool. Um, that's great, Karen. <laughs> Isn't it? Do you mind if I talk about me for a second and what on happened Dennis to me? Richmond's or
3: Facebook. <laughs>
1: do you want to just do you want to just go into some more Karen Kilgariff think, stuff? I love the
3: sound of my own voice in this uh, in these headphones.
1: It does so um, nice. Headphones. And it stereo sounds good. stereo yeah. stereo suits you.
3: Thank
2: you.
1: Jordan's, Jordan sounds good too I today sound really too. Good. He does. Oh, I so, cool. so His voice
3: so is coming good. back. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, we were hanging out with the mom, Rachel, uh, cause, you know, the, uh, the dad, Sean, he was, he was working.
2: And, uh, the baby doesn't know any good jokes.
1: Yeah, the baby doesn't know any good jokes. The baby was with us. Want to hang out with the baby. We're in Princeton, New Jersey. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Princeton, New Jersey. It's the home of Princeton University. It's yeah. a very t- small, Tony small town in New Jersey. Um, and we're, uh, sitting outside of... It's not named of... Princeton cause
2: Prince lives there, right? <laughs> oh.
1: Princetown?
3: Purple Rain yeah. Avenue? Yeah. <laughs> I'd go there if you if he was there.
1: <laughs> okay. You guys is done with this riff? What? Uh, oh, it, it's not...
3: so great though. Wait, you
1: don't <laughs> want to talk about Prince? God damn it! I was throwing you throwing you a softball there. That's true. That's a good point, Jordan. I take it back. I should have talked about. It. I should have made some weird Prince references. <laughs>
2: you should have.
1: You were trying to set me up to make weird Prince references.
2: I'm not setting you up anymore. We're done. Sorry, uh-oh, Jordan. Uh-oh. I'm just looking out for There's Jordan a on these from now on. There's a
1: breakdown. So we're sitting outside this ice cream parlor, right? And um, sort of like a little wooded area. We're sitting in sort of a picnic. The picnic table outside this ice cream parlor and uh rachel is uh nursing uh the baby you know the baby's five weeks oh, old the baby. It,
2: good. Oh.
3: it
1: eats it eats every two hours or what have you <laughs> and uh she's nursing the baby and we're just chatting
2: with her boobs
1: with her boob okay. one of her boobs okay. one at a time okay good and um so you know we're all just chatting the baby's nursing it's we're just having a great time here we're in princeton new jersey it's a lovely town um, and we look up at the ice cream parlor, which is like a—it's like a, it's raised up a little bit over our level, so it's maybe like you know their floor is three or four feet above our ground. And uh, there's this big picture window, and in the picture window are these three boys, and they're maybe like eleven-ish. I want to say eleven-ish feels about right. Um, uh, maybe ten, but probably eleven. Were they sexting? Uh they were if they Jordan, were there
2: 11. Yeah,
3: Jordan yeah. my
1: friend, we're going to get to that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um yeah, sorry. And they are in the ice cream parlor basically openly staring at my friend Rachel breastfeeding. Oh. Like openly, like sort of like jockeying for position like and look it's you know she's breastfeeding in public she's she's not uh she's like the least ashamed of uh things like that person on earth um so and she like her job is she teaches special ed um uh to like like severely disturbed children who you know like sometimes they wear diapers or something like just any kind of crazy shit could go on at any time and she loves these kids and (laughs) So just some kids staring at her breastfeeding does not face her at all. I'm completely unfazed, and she thinks it's kind of funny. Um, and so she sort of like turns to them and gives them like a hey, I can see you wave. And we think, oh, that will embarrass them enough that they'll stop staring at her breastfeeding. And we're talking a little bit and we realize they are not embarrassed at all. They are still absolutely openly staring. And one of them reach in, reaches in his pocket, pulls out a cell phone, like a flip style phone, opens it up, and is pointing it at Rachel. And Teresa is sitting next to me and goes, "Okay, that's a little bit much." And she walks into the, she gets up and walks into the ice cream parlor, and I kind of follow behind her because I, you know, I just want to be back, have her back. Back her know? up, sure. And she goes up to the kids. You and want to be I,
2: able to grab her and take her to your mom's house if any shit goes down. Right. Right. Okay.
1: <laughs> exactly. And uh, she's got a guest bedroom. We can stay there for two or three weeks. I know. And um, it's called laying low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um uh, so we we go into the ice cream parlor and these kids are sort of like up at the window. There's no parents around them. There's no adults around them at all. They appear to be completely unsupervised. And Teresa goes up to them and says. You know, guys, um, uh, my friend is breastfeeding. It's it's not really appropriate to take a picture, um, and they go, and she says it with that tone. Like my wife is literally the kindest person on earth. Like you really, she's could not be more like sweet and conciliatory in any interaction she has in her life ever, and. Um, and they're like, and then so we just go back outside and sit down. We're like, okay, it's fine. The problem solved, right? Like four minutes later, this middle-aged woman storms out of the ice cream parlor and says, um, and says is there a problem here? And I'm like, and I'm thinking like, I'm trying to figure, because she says it with that kind of aggressive tone. And so my initial reaction to say, is to say, Yes, thank you for asking. There was a problem. Uh, Those children were staring at my friend's (laughs) boobs. But I'm realizing from her tone that that's not the way she's what she's asking. No. And she launches into this aggro monologue about how you shouldn't, how we shouldn't have talked to them because they're told not to talk to strangers, and we should have talked to the. Again, the parents—we had no idea who the parents of these children were. They were not with these children, or they might have noticed that they were taking pictures of my friend's boobs. Right. Um, and so they're like, you know, they're she's she's giving us this story. Oh, you know, it's a uh, in in today in as a mother she says, as a mother, you can understand that in the current in the current context. Um, it would be scary for the kids to. Like, what the fuck is the current context? Well, with the economy Number one, being like is it, it is. Princeton, New Jersey, the like richest town in the world, where like the down market store is a J Crew? Like, is it, um, is the current context, yeah, the economy? The best we could come up with was that she was referring to post 9-11. Yeah. Like, oh, possibly. a yeah, yeah, yeah. really
3: tough time for a, a lot lo- of kids. A
1: lot of terrorists are taking parenting into their own hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and That's how
2: they're going to hit us where we live. They're yeah. going to, uh. They're
1: going to instill gonna our bratty kids.
2: children. By
1: scolding bratty children. I could not believe that this lady was, like these children and she goes she goes uh they were sending a text and like okay if they were sending a text if that is true this is what the text was check out this picture i just took of a lady's boob exactly like what how could this possibly occur in this car, As a mother, you understand, With Karen. this
3: J.C. Dugard thing just breaking yeah. in the news. You Please. Can, you can Karen, understand
1: how people... You have two giant cats.
3: Yes, so, so I know the threat. Mm-hmm. The Karen, threat of people getting near them. You
1: and Jordan, you've been punched by, been punched by a this. motocross celebrity. <laughs> you understand that children shouldn't be scolded. Children shouldn't be responsible to people other than their parents.
3: No. And even the parents, not at all. Because <laughs> that the, my favorite thing is those kind of parents who stand there and say their children's names over and over again but never do anything Mm -hmm. and the children absolutely know that that's the deal so they do whatever they want and and i i was in a coffee place with this woman in um up near mammoth she she had like a three-year-old and a five-year-old she must have said their names 25 times now i'm waiting in line behind her i just need some coffee and she's like um anna 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 what what do you want? They don't have cinnamon rolls. Anna. Anna. Mary like Lee, don't do that. like slight
1: modulations in her voice. Exactly. These...
3: But she's not moving. She's only like five feet away from them. And we were, to, Pete and I were talking about it. It's sort of it. like listening
1: like... to like a Steve Reich piece, like a minimalist, <laughs> like a different trains or something like that. Anna. Know, Anna. It... Anna. Anna. Yes. Anna. She made,
3: it might have been Laurie Anderson that I was in this yeah. coffee uh-huh. place with. I don't know. Sure. But, uh, but I was telling. Was she? He, where, like, did she
1: have like a weird? Uh, did she have a weird electronic musical instrument strapped yeah. to her head? She
3: had a keyboard on her head. That's yeah. okay. My bad. Okay, so my it was Lori Anderson. Yeah, that my bad. Saying, that yeah. was okay. an amazing piece then That was it a really, really powerful. It, it solo drew work. a lot of out me out right. of me. Yeah.
0: Was
2: there any Thai kickboxing?
3: There. <laughs> I tried to kick the child in the head. Okay. Um, But I just realized that my, I never, no one ever said my name when I was little. If you got an arm grab or an eye look, but no one would ever talk to you across a a business (laughs) Mm -hmm. that would be like, I don't know, it's so odd. Karen,
1: you can understand in the current context um, what with the war in Afghanistan, Patrick Swayze just died. He Patrick just Swayze died. died. You can't died talk to these like children. Just I a know. couple of weeks ago, um, these children are the in only a vulnerable movie we state. have at
2: our house is Point Break. How am I supposed to explain to them
1: that they shouldn't stare at a woman's boobs who's breastfeeding and then take pictures of them with a camera phone?
3: Yeah, it's uh, not. It's not on them. It's not. It's I, not their fault.
1: I learned. I learned an important lesson now. Uh, and that is, uh, these kids are going to grow up to be real assholes. <laughs>
3: oh my! Well, first of all, they're in Princeton, so that's where they're yeah, growing yeah, up. Yeah. That's a, not the greatest start. I
1: found remarkable comfort in in picturing that, like now they're children, and you know, they their moms protecting them or whatever. And one day, they'll just be guys wearing two polo shirts at once. Right. Getting
3: arrested for date rape. Yeah. With their mom going, please, in the context.
1: In the current context, you can understand. It's been very difficult for them to have sex without doping up.
2: (laughs) Just listen. They have a lot of great ideas for websites.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: La, 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 la.
1: It's Jordan Jesse go I'm Jesse Thorne America's radio sweetheart I'm Jordan Morris boy detective
3: I'm Karen Kilgareth the Hellcat
1: um I, I apologize for the lack of calls on recent Jordan Jesse goes I we've been having trouble with a some combination theres somewhere between the CD burner and the CD player uh, that isn't working I can't figure out what the fuck it is we're like playing regular CDs play fine on the CD player CDs we burn play fine on my other CD players I don't know what's going on. Uh, so my apologies for the lack of calls on recent shows however there is something important that happened to me recently <laughs> i watch a television program i know you guys know that i love to watch television programs sure. i love to be entertained i love to laugh um some of my favorite television programs uh the 30 rock show um office um uh, trailer park boys these are shows that I love to watch, and I just get a heck of a kick out of them. You know what I mean? Sure. I just really enjoy it. It's enjoyable. I can relate to the characters. Sounds
2: like you've got a pretty special relationship to television.
1: I do. I. I you might say I was raised by TV.
2: Mm.
1: But it wouldn't be true, though. If you said that, it wouldn't be true. Yeah. Um, but I, I love to watch a good, funny television show. And so I read in the New York Times. I was riding on an airplane and reading the New York Times, and there was a review of the uh, hit, the hot hit new television program for the ABC network called Modern Family in the New York Times. This review could not have been more ecstatic about this program. This review was shitting its pants over this show.
2: I uh, have seen an occasional billboard, but I do not know what goes on on this show.
1: Okay, so this is a show where there are three couples, three families, if you will. Um, one of them is uh, Ed O'Neill. And, uh, I was just
2: thinking about how I haven't seen Ed O'Neill in anything in a long He's time. Back.
3: He's Ed back. Ed O'Neill. In a big
1: way? Oh, yeah. And okay. fiery Latina, Sofia Vergara, Vergara um, who you may remember is the lady in that uh, Let's Rob Mick Jagger show with um, Donald Logue. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, She's from a, a while s- back.
1: Very beautiful woman. Extremely beautiful
3: Another woman. Another show people were ecstatic about. And yeah. then d- totally disappeared.
1: And um so he, he was he, he it's well, that's one of the couples and they're sort of a. Uh, what do you call that, like a May September type situation? He's sixty ish. May December. May December. May December September is
2: not. Uh, well,
1: the, he's like not like in that. December. That'd be if he was he's only gonna, fifteen years
2: older than yeah. that. He's not going
1: to die right now.
2: Right, he's not. In they his don't 80s. like some of the same bands. Right, <laughs>
1: um,
2: but they're both really into the Beatles. <laughs> so that's May September.
1: Um, they're they're one of the couples, and they have a son who's in the show is uh, Sophia Verjar's son. Um, there's another couple, uh, that it's is... pronounced vagina. Um,
2: Sophia vagina. Sophia vagina.
1: Uh, there's a, uh, uh, dad who, like, wants to be cool and a mom who's kind of uptight and worried and they have two kids. They're sort of like the most traditional part of the family. And then there's, uh, two, uh, gay dudes who just adopted a baby. Now, um... Again, could not have been more ecstatic review in the New York Times. And I believe the Los Angeles Times poll quote was modern family may have single handedly saved the family sitcom. Wow. Uh, That's from my memory. I fucking hated this show. (laughs) (laughs) I hated it. And I feel like I'm mental for having hated it. I can't I can't figure out what's going on. It was a huge hit. Um, America apparently loves it. It This show made me want to punch it in the face.
3: America loves According to Jim.
1: That's true. Yeah. So that's just uh, but But America's television critics, at least, uh, don't love that,
3: right? I Who knows? You know that, what a television critic paid. is? They're you know paid. what a television
1: critic is? It's a fucking guy who's too dumb to be the movie critic. <laughs> like, I'm, I have nothing against television as a medium. I really started thinking about this when this happened because I felt like I had really been duped. And I really think what's going on is... Sure. Like television, it can be a wonderful medium. And I think we're living in a golden age of television where there are lots of amazing television shows. I mean, I get so excited to watch 30 Rock that I am like almost like I can barely sit still, Um, which for me, Jordan, I should explain is like an unusual thing. Hmm. Um, <laughs> cool, I did, like a funny dance. Cool dance yeah, moves. That, that. Um, I like. I I get so excited to watch Thirty Rock I, every week. I'm just like You're practically in like an eleven in tears. year old
2: taking a picture of a boob.
1: Maybe yeah. they,
3: maybe they meant like this is for those people who don't get excited about Thirty Rock. Like they've. This is like the the family sitcom which equals boring.
1: I'm going to break yeah. down I'm going to break down the elements of this television program.
3: <laughs> break it down.
1: Okay, there's these two gay gentlemen. Uh they didn't really do anything funny but they uh weren't horribly unpleasant. They were just gay. They were some gay dudes takes. and you know what? I'm just punching each other in the face. <laughs> That's right. I'm 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 seriously like I th- I do agree with the premise that it's great to have some gay guys on TV who are actually gay like it's not like they're just completely neutered and not uh you know have no gay cultural associations or anything at all but they're also not a straight lady's roommate or uh, sort of like uh you know a prancing ninny that the happens w- to work the in wacky waiter yeah yeah um and so that's great and the gay dudes again there's they third of the program while i didn't really find very much of it funny um i found it completely inoffensive um it was just went by and so that part we'll just leave that part aside that's a third that i didn't hate the other two thirds though oh god oh christ almighty jiminy christmas so let's start with, I'm going to start with the most quote unquote normal of the families, which is the dad and the mom, uh, who are, you know, roughly the same age and, and they're, you know, connected that way. Um, the joke here is that the dad thinks he's cool. And the tone of this show is a sort of a verite faux documentary premise, like the office, I'm um, shot with a single camera. Um, but, the jokes could not be more according to jim and the clash between those two qualities like it's like someone didn't understand that if your tone is that this is realistic you can't just have the dad be like like the 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 teenage daughter's boyfriend come comes over and he's like ayo what up g like, you can't do that. You need a studio. This is 2009. To that. <laughs> this is 2009. That's not a joke anymore. <laughs> That's just bullshit. Yeah.
0: That's
1: even Robin Williams is embarrassed to do that joke <laughs> at this point. Like that's where we're at right now. There's a joke where Robin Williams has moved on to Viagra. <laughs> a, you know what that stuff does. There's a joke there's right? a joke that the dad does. <laughs> what does it do to gay guys? <laughs> there's yeah. a joke that the dad does where he misunderstands the acronyms in text messages. Oh, and he thinks no. he thinks that WTF he he's like I I I'm the co-, he literally says this. I'm I, I I am so flummoxed by the extent to which, on television, a character will just say the thing that they want you to know about. Like, there's so untrusting of you that you could ever understand anything that they will just literally have the character just say it. Just straight up fucking say it. And he goes, he goes, I'm the cool dad. That's my thing. And you're like, really? That's fucking... What? <laughs> you can't show and not tell that? You can't. You can't think of a way to besides just having him say it?
3: Listen, they had to turn that script in really fast. It was they just had to turn it around.
1: That was supposed to be a placeholder.
3: Exactly. They the were, people, and they forgot to check it. The
1: people who wrote this twice. script, one of the guys wrote on Larry Sanders, what uh, maybe the my one possibly my favorite television program of all time. Uh, one of them, uh, they both wrote on Frasier, which is a perfectly enjoyable television program. Uh, that you know, it's not it's not my favorite thing in the world, Niles, but it's a good show. Daphne, yeah. the dog, that dog. Yeah, I know. Um, These were all elements of <laughs> Frasier. I mean, you know, it's, uh, and I couldn't believe that that was going on. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that it was on a television show, and not just a television show, but the guy who's who. who it's the review in the New York Times said it was a spectacular performance. Described it as a spectacular performance and like a biting evisceration of today's over permissive parenting culture. <laughs> I'm like, really, this isn't just a, a plot from uh, you know, from a fucking sitcom in nineteen ninety two? This is the premise of the show.
2: Do you think it's just that that the that well I was going to say, do you think it's because TV is so bleak, people are just groping for something? But maybe it's not. I mean, maybe no, TV I, is I, I think it's because the
3: bar is really high with a couple shows that everybody knows how it can be. Yeah. And when those things come in that are, that are imitations of like the verite thing where, um, cause I actually, I was, I actually auditioned for that show, which is, is very embarrassing. And I was horrible. And I just knew, cause mm. I was supposed to be the uptight mom. And I knew that there was no way in the world that I was ever going to get this, Part that's how I go in.
1: There wasn't even a gig. single line about Dennis Richmond. Do
3: you, <laughs> <laughs> None of my interests were reflected in the right. script, so I couldn't relate.
2: Did you say that to them? Did you look yeah. them in the eye and say, "Hey, listen"?
3: I walked in. I said, "You know what? I, I'm not right for this." And
1: he you had your dick out. And
3: yeah, yeah, I got in their face. But um, my point was, uh, what was my point?
1: There's there is this there is this thing where. They there are. It seems that there are people in the world, and it seems like it might even be the majority of the people that. Think, I remember
3: my point. Yeah, I, my point is that the veritate thing was just laid over the top. Yeah, because, because yeah, yeah. in the script. When I read it, I never, it never said anything about that on paper. And I actually had to ask the guy when I went in, like, I'm sorry, am I supposed to be talking to camera or to the other person? Because it would switch. It would go back and forth. And it was really confusing. And I think it's almost like, let's use this element of this really popular show that people seem to love. And then it, people will love our show, too.
1: I'm going to address uh, the other couple, which is Ed O'Neill and Sophia Vergara. Now, Vagina. Uh, Sophia Vagina. Um, Ed O'Neill, I think Ed O'Neill's great. I just think he's fantastic. I really have nothing bad to say about Ed O'Neill as a performer. I would I've,
2: need to rewatch it, but I have fond memories of Dutch.
1: Yeah, I think I think <laughs> Ed it O'Neill is up, like. But
2: uh, for some reason, I, I what I think. Oh, oh yeah, Dutch. That was a good time.
1: I think he's a, I think he's a good actor, and I also think he's very funny. Like I think I think both of those, and so I have I have not an ill word to say about Ed O'Neill and his character um, despite the fact that there was a mall walking joke uh, in which his character was confused for a mall walker because Oof. he didn't want because he was wearing a track suit mm-hmm. and then he got embarrassed and went in and bought a bunch of sort of like von dutch style clothes which he wore in the grand finale of the show as a joke that was one of the jokes on the show i just have to I feel like i should let you know when it's oh, a joke
3: that's a good idea
1: and not just a sad parody of something um, so but Ed O'Neill, overall, I'd put him with the gay dudes in the relatively inoffensive and not horrible. His Miss wife, Madame Vagina, as she is known. Now, I have a, uh, know someone who knows someone who worked on uh, the television program with the um, uh, with Donald Logue, which she was on. She was horrible on that show, horrible. And I learned now that it was one of those situations. Uh, that was sort of like, uh, I, I remember you describing to me, Jordan, when you worked on the show South Beach, mm. which is where... Um, <laughs> this or, is a or, sexy
2: show about the sexy world of modeling, sure. or when on you, the aforementioned UPN. Or when there would be
1: sexy, <laughs> sexy guest stars on uh, that Jamie Kennedy in the house. Sure. Um, what was that show called? Living with Fran. Living with Fran. Um, Jordan worked on a show called Living with France, starring Fran Drescher, executive this producer Jamie Kennedy. my first.
3: I feel like an exchange job. student. I feel I haven't heard of any of these shows. Okay, oh so
1: <laughs> with good cause, there's this thing where where sometimes a sexy co-star will literally not know how to say a joke. Like, won't just be like not good at it, but like will emphasize the wrong words or. And from what I understand on that uh, on that Let's Rob Mick Jagger show. Um, she literally like she didn't she lacked the command of the english language to even have it explained to her what was it what part was the joke and what wasn't the joke so she just memorized she was like gerard depardieu in my Fa- in my stepfather the hero <laughs> Um, we, or ABBA, just, yeah, where
3: they're just memorizing Just sounds.
1: memorizing sounds. Yeah, yes, Ed exactly. O'Neill in Dutch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Again. Sure.
1: And um, there was a point that uh, our friend Lonely Sandwich, Adam Lissagore, pointed out to me uh, at lunch the other day, where they're riding in the car. Uh, I think Ed O'Neill's driving. Uh, Sophia, vagina, is sitting in the passenger seat, and their son is in the back seat. And Ed O'Neill stops the car. Uh, she says uh where are you going and then the sun starts to go out of the car oh they <laughs> did in the wrong order
3: almost like a continuity problem except yeah. for it was it was actually it's happening the with the actors the
1: and here's the joke of this character um i'll just summarize it real quick for you she's a latina who's overly emotional mm. oh. too passionate mm. she and her her latin son are too fiery of Latins. Um, And in the New York Times article, it described this character as a pitch-perfect send-up. This is for memory, but I believe it's accurate. (laughs) A pitch-perfect send-up of the fiery fiery Latin mama stereotype. And if there was an element of this performance that was send-up, then I am an idiot. And my hat's off to Miss Vagina.
3: But if you're verite, if you're doing verite, then you can't be doing send-ups. You're supposed to be, it should be the very real-life version of what, you know, the wise Latina or whatever Latinas are actually all like, quote-unquote.
1: Oh, my God. It's seriously... It doesn't
0: even make sense. It
1: made me want to reach into my own mouth, up back through my throat, grab my brain... And pull it out through my mouth and throw it on the floor and stomp on it.
3: I think this is also the effect. And I don't want to get on my feminist soapbox here because I know uh, people will be clicking off. But um, that's the effect of them needing to cast hot women instead of funny women. And it happens on every show. And there's – and that – like I I have a very – one of my favorite audition memories. It was (laughs) – we were – all these girls were there to audition to play the sister. And – we were uh, talking to our sister in this sitcom. This was years ago about they were going to go down to a strip club to see the Anaconda Man, and I was just sitting there waiting. And we're waiting for like 20 minutes, and it's me and this girl who clearly is a model, or you know, she's there bringing it beauty style, mm-hmm. where I like to bring the comedy. And
1: you know, you're a beautiful woman. Play the beauty
3: hair. down. Well, thank you, but I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a you know two different schools. This really, model really. would be
1: unlikely to be wearing a Nico Case t-shirt. The- <laughs>
3: who knows but yeah it didn't seem like it because she came up to me as we were waiting pointed to the word anaconda and said what does anaconda mean i swear to god and i just got this like really awful dropping feeling inside uh,
2: we're we want the same job we want the
3: same things in life i don't i something's wrong here with me with this is my problem And I think that's, we've got the, you know, we've got the anaconda man girls on TV now because that's what what they want.
2: Yeah. That's um, what
3: someone wants.
2: Sure. Yeah. No, it's, there's, yeah, there's definitely a, a, Right. Yeah, it seems like the look comes first, and then because whether why, or not they can say. A thing. Can why, I Why, why does speaking? Jenna Elfman
3: have another show? I mean, that I watched that last night because I couldn't fall asleep, accidentally on purpose.
2: Speaking <laughs> of speaking of auditions, this is actually kind of uh, this has been my first year as a guy who goes to auditions for things and. This is my first TV season seeing things on the air that I didn't get. <laughs> One of them accidentally on purpose.
3: What was the part? One of those friends? Yeah, yes. Actually,
1: he was trying out for Jenna. They said
3: oh, he tried out, out for lead. Jenna Elfman's yeah, want, part, they, and he they, said
1: she, he wasn't beautiful enough, believe it or not.
2: Isn't that tough? Yeah, I hit all the beats. It's tough.
1: Uh,
2: I put two balloons under my shirt so it looked like I was a lady. That should so, have worked. You should yeah. get your eyebrows waxed. Should you, shave. Shave
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your you should shave, too. Shave your face.
2: And your vagina. <laughs> yeah, I should shave my vagina. Yeah. Um. Uh, the premise of this show uh, is Knocked Up, the TV show. Um, <laughs> it's a, uh, a an older... Well, I guess not as, as specific. Thank out, God
1: but, America's entertainment industry is finally addressing the cougar craze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, yes, older woman gets impregnated by a younger, schlubby guy. I Yes, and, and I think as part of the show his schlubby friends have to crash with them. And I was auditioning to be one of the schlubby friends. I believe on the billboard, this character is hanging upside down on a couch with an Xbox controller. Yeah. So yes, I auditioned for that, did not get They're
3: it. total slackers. Yeah. And I have to say, it's just kind of the same, I'm not saying it's only women, because none of those dudes, or the who would be the Seth Rogen character, nobody was schlubby, of all yeah, those guys. Yeah. And the lead guy was a total, I mean, it, he he was there saying comedy but there was no you know what I mean you just sure. you know the difference between someone that's funny that's like the main doing gu- funny like stuff, like the main
1: guy in how I met your
3: mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah or you watch
1: how I met your mother I mean the guy seems like a decent <laughs> and everything and god bless him yeah uh, and it's not a bad show at all um but... yeah
2: like he's on that with some there's like on show. yeah there's funny really funny people on funny that people show, and, on that he show. Sticks
1: out. and you're just like oh you feel bad for him because you're like he's a perfectly competent actor and everything and you know he's a handsome relatable he's a relatable kind of handsome I guess he's a
3: Straight man, yeah, is what he is.
1: But he's, but it's amazing the extent to which uh, the entertainment industry has just abandoned the idea that a straight man could contribute anything, <laughs> like that a straight man could, like you know, like for example, like uh, cute t-shirts. Yeah, like he has uh, a lot of cute t-shirts. Like, right. like Jenna Fisher on The Office. She's she's very much playing a straight. She all her stuff is reaction. But Jenna Fisher is very funny. Yeah, and. it's entirely possible to be the straight man and be funny. The straight man is the one who sells the joke. And so if you don't have uh, if your straight man doesn't actually have any funniness in them, then it ruins the whole fucking thing. And all the you know all the high energy, high creativity doogie Housering around that that <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris can muster it just falls Don't flat.
2: The uh, Allison Hanniganitis <laughs> <laughs> also... that everyone's got. the yeah. country's got
3: a case. Of... Well, also the straight man does the does the work of you know laying out the floor. So then your Neil Patrick Harris can be up at the ceiling type mm-hmm. of thing. When on shows like that, it seems everybody's supposed to be hilarious. And of course, speaking in ways that no one has ever spoken in oh. through all of time. Okay, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna let we cut back for a second to Modern Family, <laughs> children talking like grownups. Ugh. Can this just be done? Can this be over? It
3: will never be over. This
1: is supposed to be a like it's one thing when it's a fucking three camera sitcom and it's like a show, like it's a stagey um, sort of ritualized format where part of the premise is that everybody makes jokes. It's like a vessel for jokes. And that, I, I'm like, maybe I'm a little bored of that or whatever, but I, it doesn't upset me. But in the context of like a faux documentary, children making jokes and talking like grown-ups makes me want to punch my television in.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's not what's enjoyable about children.
1: There it's... was there was a good joke in Modern Family. I don't want to say it was, was all true. bad because there was one good joke, which was uh, at the end, uh, the two gay dudes present their child, and one of them is a, a little bit um, is a little bit more dramatic, and he plays uh, he plays the soundtrack from The Lion it's King, Circle and, of Life, and yeah. brings it in brings it in sort of like Simba in The Lion King. And um, his partner is embarrassed by this and says, "Um, would you please turn that off? And uh, the other one goes, "Uh, uh, I can't. This is who I am. (laughs) And then the other one goes, no, the music. (laughs) And that was a great joke. It was well executed by those two guys. But God, did the rest of it make me want to punch it in the face?
3: Yeah. Oh, My sister ow. loved that part. Anyway. Yeah. She, she called me to it tell me about that. Part. It was funny. It was
1: funny. It was genuinely funny. But oh, God. And maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe it's just the pilot got worked over a million times by executives who wanted them to explicitly say every single thing in the thing. And maybe in later episodes, Sophia Vergara's character will be less racist. <laughs> but for right now. I cannot believe that that's the gold standard of American family comedy. Well,
3: and do you think you'd be this upset if you read that, if you didn't read that review and you didn't have any expectations and you kind of just like stumbled upon it? Because... I would
1: have. I probably would have turned it off after about 10 minutes. Yeah.
3: Maybe Instead that's of what, watching it through to the end.
1: <laughs> you, oh. hung, you
3: hung in there because you were... Oh,
2: God. I, I want to know what Accidentally on Purpose was like. I haven't oh. watched the show, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super curious. Thank you for
3: asking. Um it was exactly like every single sitcom you've ever seen to a T. Oh good, okay. Um there one there's a girl that I love that's the Scottish girl and she was on extras with Ricky Gervais and she's the best friend on this and she's mm-hmm. hilarious. She's doing that thing where she kind of says the lines differently and she's you know has good timing yeah, and stuff
2: yeah. no she's she still have her access she's still oh, scottish? yeah
3: full-on scottish oh, that's so that's great to listen. that's hilarious to listen to but sure. um everything else it's funny else,
1: how they talk different it's this so is weird. crazy it's they like don't even know how to in talk their mouth. normal yeah those
2: yeah. foreign weird talkers i love I it you mean
3: it's hilarious um but like
2: calling <laughs> farrell i'm <like> calling <laughs> fair you know who i'm talking
1: about
3: I'm Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. sorry Continue. No I. It was just so hot. We do you
1: didn't know we do impressions? No
3: that you was I thought Gerard Butler was here and I got scared and head I wanted voice. to put on lipstick.
1: Right. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Yeah, cuz I was like he's
0: here.
2: I have to get ready. You were pointing to your stomach and I thought you said you do the Gerard Butler voice in your stomach. <laughs> and I was like no you do it in your head voice. Yeah.
0: Well, you had to bring
2: it up to your head voice. That the man had walked into the room. He's here. Okay.
3: Um Man, what were we talking about?
2: Uh you were saying Oh, accidentally see,
3: uh, on purpose. The gal,
2: the gal from Extras is funny. She's
3: funny. Everything else is exactly what you think. So it was that as I watched <laughs> it, I felt like I knew what they were about to say or do and it and I think everybody has that now because everyone's been watching TV for so long that it's like there's no three-camera sitcom uh right now that's going to like blow the doors off that I was, that formula
1: I was just happy to say I mean I don't want this to all be negative I was happy that finally a funny woman got some recognition when Kristen Chenoweth won the Emmy for best actress in a comedy series yeah the whole who could be funnier than Broadway singer Kristen Chenoweth <laughs> 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 oh God! Did you guys see when when the guy from Three and a Half Men won the Best Supporting <laughs> Comedy Actor thing? They could have given it to There's There's Number One, the Doogie Hauser's fantastic on that program that he's on. Uh, number Two, Tracy Morgan was nominated. Yeah, probably the funniest person of all time. Second funniest after David Letterman. Number Three. Uh, Jack McBrayer's nominated for this award. They give it to John Cryer. Not only is this fucker on a terrible show, it's not that terrible, but I mean, a, a show that I have no interest in, and not only is he not that great, although probably a decent person and everything, he went to the Emmys in a fucking cardigan. Give me a fucking break. You're nominated for <laughs> the highest award in an even at a black tie event, and you're in a fucking striped cardigan. Give me a break, Crier! Kicking the balls for you.
3: But he had a jacket over it, so it looked like he could have taken it off and solved that whole problem and looked normal. But it was like he had a striped '70s librarian cardigan under his nice suit. It was such an odd <sighs>
1: choice. Look, it's one thing. He's just thing, trying
2: to like. He's just trying to like kick that straight laced
1: image he has. I'm from kooky. Two and a half men. Stri- exactly. Stripes make I'm you sorry, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I, I, when I go to the Emmys, when I'm nominated for my Emmy. Um, sure. Best Foley. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the Creative Arts Emmys. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll it'll finally. will be
2: at the, be at the uh, LAX Airport Hilton.
1: I'll finally. And I'll,
2: they will be presented by Odette Yustman. I'll finally give Brian the Brian Yeah, Brian Boitana.
1: I'll I'll finally give the uptight they have fun
2: banter. Don't they? The
1: uptight, yeah. overdressed entertainment industry the shakedown it needs <laughs> by wearing a suit instead of a tuxedo. Like finally, someone's standing up to the man. Those
0: was it maybe those
1: like an, overdressed his, entertainment wait, wait, wait. industry people.
2: Maybe his cardigan was like an AIDS ribbon. Maybe it was a it was a, it an awareness cardigan. It Did you ever symbolized think about
1: that? it symbolized uh, awareness of uh, John like, Cryer. John Cryer. John
0: Cryer.
1: Awareness. Get, I was Just be guess aware
3: guess of me. Chronic
1: yeah. chronic torso coldness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we, we're we've we're running our mouths for too long, but we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Love.
0: Love you, love you.
1: Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: I'm Karen Kilgariff, and I've said the word sure 42 times.
2: Nice. That's yeah.
1: a good, that, that's a good, that's like an Easter egg at the end of the show. People are going to go back with their little umpire yeah. clicker. Right. You know, and they're going to click them out. You and know, they're, they're going to realize like, that that's an inaccurate
3: shares. number. They're
1: going to click it out. <laughs> clickity, Click clickity, click, 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 click. We had fun on today's show.
3: What a pleasure
2: to have
1: the great Karen Kilgareth here. Yeah, right?
2: Absolutely.
3: It was oh. a really good time, you guys. I appreciate you having me.
1: Just an amazing lady, a great stand-up comedian. Uh, used to sing this song about Lizard Man that was very funny. <laughs> Um. Just all kinds of all all kinds of uh, wonderful feelings inside me to have a wonderful, talented performer like Karen Kolgariff here with
2: us. Yes, absolutely. And somebody I used to get coffee for. I now get to sit down and chat Seriously. with Seriously. Now, now we're, we're
3: on the level playing field. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: we're a little above you.
3: Well, yeah, exactly.
2: In this I'm, context. But I, mean, I
3: see that as being level. We can shut level, you
2: down. Because
3: this is Hollywood.
2: No, right, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yes. Um it was a lot of fun. I'm sorry we, we didn't take calls. We're gonna try and fix whatever's going on here. Uh 984 4 fun if you have a momentous occasion happen to you. Um is there anything else we need to say? We're just gonna get right, here, yeah, right? Get out of here, right?
0: Yeah,
3: Watch Modern Family, it's on ABC Wednesdays at nine
1: once a week on ABC. Oh, uh I wanna say something, Jordan. Jordan, remember when we sold those Jordan Jesse Go T shirts? Yes. Remember when uh, I sold Sound of Young America t-shirts like uh, five years ago? Yes. Um, people are always telling me, Jesse, how do you, how do I get uh, Sound of Young America stuff? How do I get cool Sound of Young America stuff? How do I get cool Jordan Jesse Go stuff? How do I get cool Casper Hauser stuff? How do I get cool stuff in general? Well, in about two weeks, you're going to find out. Wow. Ooh. In about two weeks. Is that a tease? You're going to find out. Just Google 2012. Google 2012. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Just seriously, it's called the
2: Cougar Town Realty Hotline. <laughs> Save. Go to uh, I lost my dot com.
1: Save your number one.
2: Did you know that I'm in I'm, a, I'm in that viral marketing campaign?
1: For I, I lost dot com. com. Yeah,
2: no. Yeah, Maria Bamford's in it too. You're in, so it with, in
1: Are you company. in it with with the Bammer? No, no. Well, I
2: mean, we're we're not in in a scene together. But we have separate viral videos for. Is it Maria Bamford
1: just one of the coolest ladies around? Yes. God, when you see Maria Bamford perform a stand up comedy, do you think? Shit. I wish I could do that. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, every time. The Bammer. a home run every time.
3: Oh yeah.
1: Magic. It's like watching magic unfold before you. Also, Kevin
2: McDonald is
1: in it. <laughs> anyway. From uh, Kids, in, From the kids in the Hall.
3: From Kids in the
2: Hall?
1: Yeah. So what I'm trying to tell you out there is start saving your money now, number one. Collect as many
2: slurpy points as you can. Collect mm. your
1: slurpee points in mycokereward.com points. Yeah. Uh we'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>